Welcome back to the North Star Podcast. Guys, I'm so happy to just be here today with you, solo, recording this episode all about releasing the need to rush, releasing, you know, rigid plans, external pressure, internal pressure, and living life more as meditation. So I've been... I've been thinking about this for a few reasons, honestly, over this past week, especially. Um, You guys know that this has been a big topic around here for the past few years, actually. And that's because, you know, when we're leading lives that are very rushed and controlled, you know, we're not creating enough space to allow an intuition. And that that intuition is basically what we need to build lives that are truly aligned with our hearts and our souls. And so it's so important and we don't want to crowd that out because otherwise we're really living as these sort of byproducts of what the world throws at us, of what society would have for us, of what other people would have us do, be, etc. Um, but yeah, the past, it's funny because the past, I guess, few days, these topics just to share with you have been so top of mind because while we are sitting in September 2nd and quite a lot of you might know that in the spring of this year, I went through a rather rough patch in my relationship and there was I think two months there where you know we were pretty much planning for separation in the fall and it was hard it was really hard because my boyfriend is such a big part of my life um i had always really felt really cold to europe but you know i didn't really make a move such as this until i met him and i'm here now with him and really my life has changed and it's become more beautiful i would say than ever and there's so many reasons for that but a huge portion of that is because of our relationship it's been such a beautiful part of my life but um yeah it did go through a rather strained patch there and so you know when we were going through that the thought was you know okay like there are these there are these sort of there are these feelings that you know, if they persist, then, you know, come September 1st, which was when the rent on our Airbnb originally ran out, then, you know, I would, we would part ways basically. And my plan was to, at that point in time, you know, if that was to happen, I mean, I started to look for apartments in Paris 
I even at one point considered going back to Toronto, but then that felt so misaligned. I actually got really, really, really sad. Like I had these really, you know, it wasn't like this thing where I was crying all day at all, but it was more this, this melancholy that hit me hard at the thought of, you know, going back to Toronto. It's not because it's not a wonderful city. It's so beautiful. I'm actually going there in a week uh, for a few weeks and I cannot wait. I have so many wonderful friends. They're seriously incredible people. Like there's beautiful wellness community there. Um, There's so much going for it. I have, there's the film festival I'll be attending when I get back, you know, breathwork studios, other ship. If you are in Toronto, you have to check them out. it's just a, such a vibrant city. I absolutely do adore it. But, you know, I, I my heart and soul really feel, at least for now, like they're in Europe. And, and I know that things change. And so, you know, you never know what the future lies. But at this point in time, I just, I felt so sad about going going back to Canada. And so that was why, you know, again, when things were the way that they were, my plan, like I started to look for apartments in Paris and I, I mean, I got far, you know, I even got to the point of like contacting um, um, one of the owners of the flats and like to rent and, you know, I was actually like, just, I, I got to a heal, a rather healed and I guess peaceful place with everything that was happening. And I was like, you know what, if, if that's how things go, then I know that I'll also be able to create a really a really beautiful life for myself in Paris like I I just knew it and um and that was a really calming feeling to have arrived at and um and I do feel like that's when I really released right like that's when I released all attachment to whatever happened because of course when things sort of first go south you know you're like oh man I hope that we can fix it and and in that hope sometimes there's a little bit of like clinging on to situations and a little bit of trying to make things work and and all that those do in in situations is they make you stressed and and exhausted and, and and so sad and and so it took me I would say I would say it took me about a month to get to the place where I was like, okay, I released whatever happens. I know I'm going to be okay either way. And, um, and yeah, I guess fast forward and you probably, well, you might already know, but a few, so maybe two and a half months, <clears throat> excuse me, two and a half months later, things had really healed um, in a way that I, I was shocked. I was really shocked at how things healed. And, you know, we, there was like an armor laying down. And um, I don't want to go into too much detail, but basically the energy really cleared, right? So it was kind of like there was like this cloud on top of us for 10 ish weeks. And after that, I, you know, I thought that that those clouds were going to be the end, even though I had a little bit of hope. Of course, you have to keep a little bit of a little bit of that, even though I just said, you know, like too much is too much, you know, but I, you know, you have to have some positivity. But um, but let's just say, yeah, I was really surprised when energies 
really cleared in that genuine way, right? Because it's one thing, you know, when, you know, a relationship is struggling and, and then you kind of push something under a rug and, and I can't actually live in that. I I can't, I'm too, way too sensitive and way too aware of, of energies and, you know, how people are, ju- are truly feeling, even if they don't say anything. Um, but, but, uh, it was, yeah, it, so that's why it was really surprising, I guess I should just say, um, for me when, you know, things really did shift and, and they were authentic and, and I, and I know that because, Again, because you it's a sort of thing that you feel if you're sensitive to energies, you can tell if if things really are cleared, if the air is really cleared between the two of you and, and you really will move forward in a pure love way versus moving forward, sweeping things under the rug and holding little tensions and and, and in, in my mind, if you're doing that, it's kind of like just postponing an eventual end, right? And I and I've just been around that too much with older generations in my family that like I could really never do that with someone. It would just be way too painful, and I I just wouldn't see the point. Um, but when we were able to clear that air in this really authentic way that it feels genuinely not like a fresh start because of course everything still exists but a beautiful next chapter like a genuinely beautiful next chapter again i was surprised in a very pleasant sense that doesn't mean like the next day after that conversation i was like wow everything's better but you know it, it again i was surprised uh the safety that that really returned in such a deep way um, between us. And maybe that's because in some ways it never really left because throughout that whole thing, we had been quite open and honest with each other. But, um, but yeah, so basically my point in sharing that was, one, I like to be open and honest as much as I can, obviously without sharing too much of someone else's story. But, um, but I do, I do like to share because I don't know. I know that people are being more open and honest these days, but I know a lot of the time due to like the delicacy of things like relationships that it can be hard to, to share beyond like everything's great. And, um, I mean, I don't even share my partner's name or anything, so I really like to keep him as anonymous as possible and and whatnot. But I do think that it's nice to share a little bit of like what I've been learning throughout my life. I mean, that's why I feel like I'm here. I really, I don't know how to live a life not sharing about it in some capacity. It's just who I am. And and so I think that there is value in hearing other people's stories and hearing their difficulties and, you know, whether it, whether that particular story just gave you some hope or it gave you some sort of peace or it just gave you some sort of comfort in knowing that, you know, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. 
I just wanted to offer that up, but also to go beyond that. I mean, that was also my way of illustrating that, you know, I didn't know how this fall was going to go at all. And the reason, of course, this all came up for me in the past few days is because we're now, as I said before, we're September 2nd. And in my mind there for a while, you know, it was like, okay, September 1st really might be the day that like, or August 31st and September 1st might be the big days where I'm packing. I mean, it's not like I have a ton of stuff here, obviously. I've still rather gradually moved stuff from Canada to Europe and it's like still have tons of stuff in Canada and have actually donated a lot of stuff, I would say over the past few years, both in Canada and in Europe. Um, just things that I, I realize I really don't need that allow me to travel a little bit more freely, but still, 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 I would have had, you know, a packing day or, or whatnot, or just a day of change. And it would have taken place and, and you know, had other things gone down in late spring, early fall and had things or early summer you know, this, this, where I am right now, this exactly like where we are, sorry, I should say where we are in this year, like I could have been leading a totally different life, you know, I could have been out of a relationship that meant so much to me, I, I, I could have, and again, it's not, these, these are, I'm saying this all with neutrality, right? Um, but still, I could have just been grieving, you know, the loss of someone who meant so much to me. I could have been living in a brand, well, no, I could not call Paris a brand new city. I mean, I've already lived there before, and I mean, I go there so often. I mean, okay, I cannot say that at all, but still, I could have been living there anew for the first time in a while. Let's just say that. I think it's been it's been a few years since I've lived, I've lived there for for quite some time um and it would have been the first time living there without the intention of leaving um without having any sort of an end date and sort of with the the intention actually to stay because what my intention was was to really start to build the home that's what i want that's the phase in life that i'm at and um so yeah life could have just been so so different um, and I would have on this date been settling into a new apartment and, um, yeah, it would have been very interesting. And the reason I share this is like, this is, you know, I feel like people call this like the sliding doors moment. If you guys ever saw the Gwyneth Paltrow movie like sliding doors it's it's literally about that or there's a what's the other one a butterfly butterfly effect i think that one also illustrates this where like there are these like moments in your life where you have these decisions that you make that really change the course of your life and and i just find reflecting on these moments so interesting because again it's like to view this all with the like non-duality like non-attachment as like yoga philosophy would would advise it it makes it quite um it would take quite a bit like it's not that it's stressful but it's like it makes it all the more gentle to look at these two sort of parallel lives that could be side by side because i mean 
the reality is that neither reality is is good nor bad and and no one is better than the other and and I think you know this is the thing that we always see these movies illustrate I mean sometimes these movies sometimes the movies are really just like this is the better life you know if you've done this but for the most part they they like to show that you know there's ups and downs with whatever whatever life path we go down and at the end of the day you know a beautiful takeaway is that like it's not sometimes it's not even really about those big changes it's more like our experience in this life is much more about you know really how we respond to life how we how we react to life and that's that's quite funny because it's not it's like we think that life is about these really big things like um you know what's my job gonna be and you know what what city am i gonna live in or what continent am i gonna live in or just these big decisions and of course these do have an impact of course of course they do of course they have a huge impact but what i would say has an even bigger impact than all of that is how we view that right like it's just so interesting i actually i have like another story to share with you guys and like i shared this in my newsletter the other week if you want to receive my newsletters by the way (laughs) just a little plug you can go to my instagram and it's actually linked as the soul notes so under my little link in my bio the soul notes you can click that and you'll get them but anyway i shared about this insecurity that i had come up this past week and it was just so perfectly illustrated this point that really life isn't about what happens or our experience in life doesn't really come from like let's call them like the cold hard facts of what's happening (laughs) but more like you know how we view them and how we respond to them and that makes all the difference like it's wild how that makes all the difference um i could cry at how how much that makes a difference because it changed it really changes or it's changed my life to realize that and um, i'm getting so emotional because um i just think back to i just think back to like high school you know and i was so shy and um <laughs> I just, I was so worried about how I came off to other people and, you know, and obviously it doesn't help once people tell you that you're shy because then it just (laughs) makes you question yourself even more, makes you think that you're even more weird. But I was just really, I was just really scared of like, doing the quote-unquote wrong thing or saying the wrong thing and and I think I I realized that my interests were very different than other people in high school like my interests were I mean they've always been in like older sold kinds of things like I love I love books and 
I'm not very into like the top one or I don't even know if this is cool anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but but like back in the day, like iTunes top 100, like that playlist or whatever, I, I, I guess it's probably not because there's Spotify now. This is like just goes to show that I've taken my my lack of knowing these kinds of things to a whole other degree by getting out of high school and just being an adult and in fully my own world that is is so far away from you know pop culture but but anyway i in high school like i'm pretty sure the top 100 songs on itunes was like where people got most of their music i mean if i'm wrong and like you guys all had another source and i just didn't know about it i mean i wouldn't even be surprised but 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 anyway, um, I just felt like I never knew like what the cool songs were and in high school that really seemed to matter for whatever reason. I don't know if you can relate to this, but it really seemed to matter because, um, you know, we would all like sing along to songs like imagine when you're with your friends and like you're at lunch or like and you're like sitting outside, maybe it's a nice day or maybe you're getting ready for a party with like your girlfriends and you know like everyone's singing along to the song and you don't know any of the words like this was me all the time and i think the thing was like it really did bother me in those moments because i felt really left out but the thing was once i got home i simply didn't care again and so it was like or i didn't care enough to like quote unquote educate myself on like what was actually cool and trending and i'm like still that way like i still really struggled to care about any of that stuff and actually like I said, like, I really don't care about that stuff too much anymore. Um, which is why I don't know where people get their music. <laughs> okay, forget it. Um, but anyway, it's like, there was just like, things like, things like that. I was like, so insecure about, you know, like when people would ask like, oh, what's your favorite song? Like, I felt like I had to like, do some sort of like, met like, I would have to think about it to be like, okay, like, what are people singing right now? Like, I actually remember thinking about these kinds of things. Like, I couldn't just be like, oh, like, my favorite song is like, uh, I don't know, like, like, Arlandria from the Foo Fighters, (laughs) which is like, uh, I, you know, like, the Foo Fighters were, were not really cool. Like, when I was in high school, I mean, no like i was pretty like my 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 older sister told me like my taste in music was like old man music or whatever and i mean and then when i was younger i mean when i was younger i i guess it was more naturally interested in what other people were like hillary duff and all that stuff but like in high school when people really loved like kesha and um like i honestly don't even know who was famous then but like <laughs> Lady Gaga, like Lady Gaga. I was not a fan of Lady Gaga. I wasn't really a fan of, uh, what was her name? Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Adele, Beyonce, none of them. Like, still. Like, I mean, I think they're fine women, for sure. And I've heard some of them interviewed now and again. Um, but, like, none of that music is is my kind of music at all. And I know there's, like, and I, and I honestly never understood the Beyonce craze or the J-Lo craze. Like, and I still don't. And I'm, like... I, I kind of know that you guys aren't the kind of people that would hate on anyone for that, but like I feel like most of social media would. So anyway, my point with all of that rant was that I, yeah, I just never, never knew what was like, quote unquote, like in, in high school. And in spite of like literally like all of my friends being in that world. And so it was like a very weird time in my life that, that 
that kind of had me living very quietly around a lot of people. Like I just, I was in this bubble of girls who seemed the most connected to everything. And yet I didn't really know why I was there most of the time because, and that's probably why I was so quiet and, and, and told I was so quiet was because like in reality, like maybe I was just with a bunch of people who like, I didn't align with at all. And so I didn't really have anything to say. And, and I think about this so much, you know, like, how much of high school and cliques and stuff are just formed based on appearance and it just makes me sad because if i'd been a little bit more just aware of myself right because i think awareness of self is what leads to ultimately like self-acceptance and which which leads to self-confidence so if i'd even just known myself a little bit more maybe i would have chosen and this is not to throw shade on anyone like the girls I was friends with were actually such wonderful people like my high school is very one of those weird ones where I honestly don't even think there was any bullying in my grade unless I was completely ignorant to it which as you might be gathering I think I lived pretty tapped out of my high school experience like I was there during school but when I was home like I was reading I was in my own universe so it's very possible that I missed like everything but what I will say is that like the girls from my knowledge anyway were super kind women I just don't think that they were my people at all and and I think I really suffered from that from not from not finding my people and it's funny because now I have literally one friend left from high school and we weren't even really friends then but like now if I if I'd only known and this is what I mean like if I'd only known that he was like even who he is you know like if i'd known him oh my god like i can't even imagine like i would have loved just any opportunity for us to like have lunch together and talk because we are so i should have him on the podcast he's an artist (laughs) i should just talk about him right now his name is john holland he's an incredible artist and i just feel like we have the best conversations he should actually really be on the show he went um he did his schooling in parsons and i just feel like yeah i just adore him and i didn't have any of those connections in high school and so anyway it just makes me sad and and so back to the story about me getting and like the insecurity that i had this week that was yeah that was hard because it just brought up um it just brought up this like lack of self-love that I thought I'd really worked through. And so in essence, what it was, cause I feel like I've been going on for so long and I, and I, and I, <laughs> I, I, I want to cap this episode, but basically I, I, you know, I just, I was not having a good skin week or I haven't for the past few weeks. And, and, you know, that's the result of going to Italy and, and not freaking out over when, even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dairy free, you know, all the time, because the moment I have even a lick of something like cheese or yogurt, like it's really game over for my skin. It can go from crystal clear to, you know, like, a, like a teenage at the peak of their acne, you know, in the matter of like weeks it's like it and it happens from one instance but then two or three weeks later it it all kind of blows up and and so I really am not someone who who has dairy in her life because of that um 
obviously what happens to your skin is happening internally too so clearly my body it's like it's not good for me but again in Italy it's like I had this pizza come and you know I I thought I ordered one without cheese but when it came it had so much cheese on it and I kind of had a moment of like oh my goodness but because you know I, I've lived that life of like being strict and stuff with food and stressing too much about it and I've talked to girls on the podcast about it um Emily and Karina and Nikki Bostwick and Laurel Gallucci and I just feel like I've had so many chats with women about this such a big topic but so it is important just to just like relax and when this pizza came with the gorgeous like oldest pizzeria in Napoli in Italy like it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and I sure shit wasn't going to ruin it by freaking out over the fact that my pizza had cheese on it I was in that moment I realized like I'll take the hit like my skin will take the hit I want to enjoy this moment with my boyfriend in Italy it's this is a really special time you know um and it was a beautiful trip and so what I basically did is I took off as all the cheese that I could but obviously you know the dough was warm incredible like best pizza dough of my life um (laughs) but because of that the cheese like probably half the cheese had already melted and so I ate that part because it was just like in the dough like butter basically and um and yeah and as predicted like you know I started to get signs of it probably a week later and then like two weeks later more and then like last week I think was the worst of it like it's definitely healing now and I'm so happy about that but it's it's hard like it's hard to just one like not get angry at yourself when these things happen um because it's like I think back to that day and I'm like oh maybe I should have just like you know could have would have should have like I think like maybe I should have just like said to the guy like oh actually can I have like this one I meant I thought that there was like you know I kind of wonder like what should I have done and in retrospect I actually still don't really know I feel like a little bit torn because I still think it's really beautiful that I that we were able to enjoy such a nice moment and um and that you know I've at after all of this too, that I've been able to have such great reflections based on all of this. And so maybe it really is all for the best. Um, but anyway, so I have these like ruminations and I'm just frustrated because my skin kind of hurts. And I mean, it does hurt when you have like a, a breakout from dairy. It's not like a, it's not like a breakout from, um, I don't know, like what the other this this is like really my main cause of acne so i'm not really sure why other people break out um in in that's not me me trying to be rude i just literally don't know what the other main causes are i guess i've heard people break out from sugar i haven't really experienced that but anyway this isn't like a this isn't like a normal breakout or whatever you know it's not like it's basically like hormonal acne but like on crack because yes you got all the hormonal acne like along your jawline and stuff um, that's like a little bit deeper it's and but then and this is how I know that I'm rather allergic to it because in traditional Chinese medicine they tell you that if you get zits on your cheeks like in the center of your cheeks then that is from um, allergies from the stomach it's it's very interesting I find face mapping so so interesting um, 
so I get it there and then I get like deeper ones on the sides of my cheeks too which I think is rather similar to like jaw it's like that's like hormonal but then I also get like my forehead kind of breaks out in like little sits and then I also just get little white heads all around my nose um and it just seems like everywhere it's just it's this really weird acne that basically shows up on every inch of my skin along my eyebrows too like it just seems to affect everywhere and then in the jawline area just deeper it's just the worst i think it's really the worst it also affects my back although you know if i was having it consistently it would give me full-on back knee it gave me a few zits on my back and that's not too stressful once you know the cause and you're like okay whatever that's gonna go away but it's just anyway it's just not a fun situation anyone who's had skin issue knows um you know and I wanted to say, like, especially if you're not really into makeup, but I feel like even if you're into makeup, like, you're probably into makeup for, like, the joy of, like, playing. You're not really for the joy of, like, covering up your skin. Like, I don't really think anybody likes it, and I don't really wear makeup normally. Um, I mean, I wear concealer under my eyes most days, but that's, like, literally it. And so, I don't know. It's, like, a weird transition to, like, wake up again, and it kind of does throw you back to almost, like, those, like, or at least for me, like those um, times when I was young, I think especially grade seven, that I had like it the worst. It just almost like throws you back to these weird insecure times when you're waking up thinking about your skin. And I don't know, it was just, it was not easy, not fun. And and that's, that was like what really kind of like triggered me this week and, and just threw me, threw my self-confidence off. Um, but ultimately did kind of present this portal to me because I had this morning of just looking at my face and it's, you know what, this is crazy because it's like three days later and it's literally healed so much in these last three days. But I honestly feel like I'm sitting on the other side of it, which is crazy because if I just told myself this on Monday, it's now Friday, it's like... It's just sad to know that like even if this was to happen again I'd almost forget and just be worried again that it was gonna last forever but um but on you know on that Monday I just I I think it was Monday anyway it doesn't matter but I was just just I was just saying the the meanest things to myself and things that I haven't said to myself in years and those are things like i'm so tired i'm not of you like not of myself like my heart and my soul i love them but i was just saying basically to my skin like i'm so tired of you and there is there's a truth to that you know i i am tired of, of of like acne but you know it is what it is and it's one of those things that again i went into sort of knowing what happened and and it's okay to be tired and to be exhausted but at the same time you know, it also made me sad because I recognized, like, I've just done too much work to say these things to myself and not hear them right away, you know? Um, and I shared this in my newsletter this week, and and I'm lucky now to have also, as I said, like, the place that I'm in in my relationship now is 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 so beautiful, and I have, like, such wonderful support through him, and, and I was able to share that, um, I was able to share that, you know, I didn't, I was, I was completely embarrassed to, to be around him. Like I, I, I basically just said, like, 
no, I straight up said, I'm glad that you're going to be out of the house today because I just don't want you to see me like this. And I actually always feel relief when I share that, honestly, because that was how I felt. And again, it's like, I'm not one of these people that can really like keep my feelings out of my mouth. Like I have to share them. Um, but also because I was able to receive like the night, the, like the best affirmation, which at that point in time is basically to be like, which is exactly what he did. Like what? And like, look at me like I'm insane because it is not to say it's insane. And there is validity obviously to however anyone is feeling, but at the same time, like, it's almost like when we can, like his response was almost like what my healthy, my healthy self response would say to my negative, to like my negative voice. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, like I heard, um, this beautiful woman talking about how she loves to use humor in sort of dark situations to just throw the absurdity like to just make the absurdity so present and aware like make you so make herself so aware of it and i think that's what this did for me it just made me so aware of like really the absurdity in those kinds of statements it's like how you look for a few days or even permanently how you look is you know it doesn't it it's not i don't want to say it's not anything because i also don't love those statements which seem to sort of push people under the rug who have had these experiences as i'm speaking to a skin and and i don't and i want everyone to feel validated in their feelings but at the very end of the day like your 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 body your face it's like your your shell that you're moving through this world in and and the ooey gooey goodness inside of that shell is is your soul is your heart is your voice is your thoughts is your mind you know and and that's where people really connect that's what they really love you for and and so to think and, and to discredit the loved ones in your life so much so that you would say that you don't want them to see your your shell because it seems a little bit off to you it's that's what it does it discredits them and their love and and it discredits you and yourself and your value and your worth and and so i think that this whole experience i had to go through this past week in order to come back into into alignment you know with myself and and what my and who my true self is and you know the value that i really that i really have and um i must admit that right now i i'm not exactly sure why why i felt called that i needed to share that that story with you guys but i think it it all sort of comes back to this overarching message that I'm trying to share now which is that you know life is really all oh that's what it was it's it's just this it's just that life is <clears throat> is all about these lenses that we put on you know like our experiences in this life is what makes up how we move through this world and and, the, and therefore the way we experience this world and therefore our lives you know it's it's really it's not so much about the cold hard facts because honestly and i shared this as well in my newsletter i was like 
I think it was the next day. Nothing had really, I don't think, changed in my skin overnight. Maybe a little bit had healed. Because, I mean, acne's like that, you know? Like, if you have something, uh, I don't know, like, just that seems like right in the center of your face and very, it can heal overnight. But I don't even think something like that had really happened. I just feel like I woke up with, like, having a few more hours under my belt and, and you know, whatever. And... I just felt different and I felt more me and maybe what I'd done is I just, I think what had happened is I actually just accepted those three spots or whatever. Um, I had more than that, mind you, but it was three spots that were, that were bothering me because they just felt so central. And I think I just woke up and I just had returned a little bit more home to myself and just knew like, okay, first of all, these don't define you. Second of all, these are on their way out. Like they're literally gone now. Um, and, uh, again like even if they weren't like they even if they're gonna stay forever it was like just accepting them and just knowing that they didn't define me um yeah it was just really beautiful to notice that like my lens on on life had shifted in the course of 24-ish hours and nothing really else had shifted and yet my experience was so different i was comfortable in my skin again i didn't feel like i needed to like turn my cheek the other way because i didn't really want you know people to see you know my breakout that had come through and and that's really the point in in my sharing this whole podcast is like like these things that we try to control to like create or like it's almost like we're like trying to mold our lives to this like Instagram perfection that we see. Um, maybe this is more common with like my generation millennials versus Gen Zs because like I feel like millennials overall we are more like perfectionistic and we've been sort of like brought up with like the Tumblr's like aesthetic as well as like Instagram and we've been brought up with like Instagram too in a way like in our later years and and we're like the ones who are more about like the curated feeds and all of that whereas I feel like Gen Z's are a little bit more chill and like they just like slapdash things and throw them up online and I don't know um I obviously also have like quite a few Gen Z's in my life like my best friend is who's <laughs> I will say I love her but I feel like she's very much um you know she kind of falls into the millennial <laughs> aesthetic which is cool and I actually really appreciate it again as a millennial I love beautiful images and I love like that kind of thing but I think that we are like a little bit more susceptible to things like like images and I also like again there's no bad good and bad with anything like I love beautiful imagery and aesthetics and I a design for example that extends to like the physical real world like design and interior decor and all that stuff is so important to me like it's unbelievable how it changes my mood if I'm in a place that just makes me feel cozy and comfy um whereas I genuinely know like like people like my boyfriend like do not notice that stuff like if the couch is comfortable he's pretty much satisfied and for me it's like not that way at all like I need a visual satisfaction I would call that like my artistic eye it's nothing superficial it's actually pretty deep um but it can like again these things have like good and bad sides to them so i think like the love of that too can also like be taken in a in a less positive way when um 
when trying to create your life like it's one thing to have a beautiful interior design in your home but another to like feel as if the events in your life need to also be as manicured right like life's not a highlight reel life is life is real and life is messy and that's there is the beauty in that you know cliches that might sound it is true and and the beauty is also in the release and the surrender and the lessons and the growing and i think that's really like when we become so much more like internally glowy and just radiate and can do our best work in this world when we just release and surrender so whether that be release and surrendering as i was talking about earlier in the show with you know your life plans and like how things are going to roll out like i'm obviously not obviously you might not know this at all but i am <laughs> i'm 29 and therefore you know like i feel like most of my girlfriends are basically in their 30s at this point like i don't really i think i have like one again one girlfriend as i mentioned my closest girlfriend actually who's a bit younger but um yeah for the most part like my friends are in their 30s and and so it makes me think about being in my 30s and like you know i just feel like there's so many expectations that are placed on women with respect to like family and career and beauty and just like all of these things and just noticing that even if i don't fall into them all the time but noticing that these societal expectations are becoming more like in my consciousness just suggests to me that like this is going all of these things these expectations etc are going to be things that i'm going to have to continue to work on managing because um because they don't serve they don't serve us to feel like we need to fall and check boxes and all of this stuff and in fact i find that like again like whenever we try to do that like it actually just takes us away from our truth like it takes us away this is like why i've heard girls funnily joke like if maybe they got married at like i don't know in their 30s they're like yeah i just get my first divorce <laughs> and i think that's actually kind of like a beautiful mindset in a way because just like relieves pressure makes you realize like yeah when you do place that pressure on yourself to like get to certain points in your life or like your career like whatever like you could just be hurrying so much that you just totally you know kind of miss the mark on what your soul is calling out for and then as a result you're kind of left cleaning up the mess a little bit and instead of instead of just like taking your time being a little bit more graceful with yourself learning to really live your life as a meditation and and by that i mean moving slowly and intentionally artfully you know taking things into consideration taking a moment to pause when you're not sure and considering you know and if you need to tap into your body because your mind is like i need a break which so many of ours does like just living in this way where you're connected to your soul and living in accordance with that rhythm right like the intuitive rhythm of your heart instead of trying to fit these boxes that society would give for you which really just leads us to make hasty decisions that aren't thought out and 
not aligned and again leaves us cleaning up messes that we just don't need to waste our time cleaning up um so yeah okay these were this was a lot of thoughts but i i really think i kind of hit all the points that i wanted to i wanted to share and um i think the last thing i just wanted to share maybe more on like a logistical standpoint but you guys if you feel like you need a little bit more slowness in your life you want a deep meditative experience i'm going to be offering yoga nidra classes in september and october for free i just i'm so excited about offering this i'm going to be aiming to get a few classes up on my website by the end of the year but for these next two months i just really want to complement it complementarily is that a is that a thing like freely i want to freely offer these these classes and yoga nidra if you don't know about it it basically is like a deep form of meditation it involves a lot of different stages like body scans and visualizations and breath work uh, essentially the point is oh and i should say for anyone who feels like they have back pain in normal meditation this is a relief because you're actually intended to be in shavasana so corpse pose the entire time that's traditionally how it's done which is beautiful and it's very restorative and again as, as i was saying the point is to reach this this stage which is a very beautiful stage in which you've basically surrendered so deeply that you're able to it's kind you're in like this like hypnagogic state which is kind of like the state in between wakefulness and sleep so it's a little bit of a dreamy state when our guard is really down this happens after a while mind you there is a lot of stages that we enter so that's how you get here and it's you're not so as i said you're not quite awake you're not quite asleep and when your guard is down you're able to get into contact with subconscious parts of yourself and for anyone who's done like subconscious work you know that when you're in this state and you have access to these subconscious pieces that's when you're able to do really deep and really lasting healing so you like really the goal is to meet these parts of yourself that you've suppressed in order to be in communion with them and then ultimately to heal whatever needs to be healed in order for you to make transformative lasting change in your life but it's not done with this um sort of like militant attitude it's really done through this dreamy process that you just have to experience i feel like when we do things a little bit more indirectly like yoga nidra to me is more like it's more like an it's like an art form of a traditional visualization you know because think of like a visualization sometimes i feel like they don't always work because we're sort of like stressing out our nervous systems like trying to get answers like for example sometimes i've noticed with clients of mine for some they're really used to meditation and it works just great and that's beautiful but for others i'll like take them into a visualization and i'll have them like ask questions and whatever but because like they're not deep enough in like they're not in a relaxed enough state or they're just their guard is at too much because they don't 
really do this too often they're not used to it they're not fully as i said they're not fully relaxed then there can be this like feeling of trying to grasp for an answer for example if you're like trying to talk to your future self or your inner child it's like trying to grasp for an answer and in the end you're not sure if it's like a genuine answer or just something that you kind of were searching for whereas i feel like yoga nidra takes it does take this sort of artistic approach to getting into contact with your subconscious mind so it's a very like what i mean by artistic is like the reason why art works and it communicates um, so deeply to us is because it, it's indirect like it te- it's telling us messages through story right or it's or it's engaging our minds let's say through stories not well, I mean a lot of art doesn't try to tell you a message it tries to invoke your 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 thought process and get you to think um, and that sort of by by telling us things through story it feels very um not like it doesn't really attack our nervous systems we feel relaxed we can get into the story and then later we'll be like have like this big insight and yoga nidra is sort of like that as well in the sense that there are all these gentle layers that we move through and all these like non-direct approaches to asking our our subconscious mind questions that ultimately lead us into this place that is really, really relaxed and allows us to, to, to find answers that we seek without having all this pressure placed on us to, to drum up these answers, if that makes sense. So by taking this approach, like we do take our time, a session is like 45 to 45 minutes to one hour. And it does allow us just to go deep and to not tax our nervous systems and to ultimately heal on this really deep level. So if you're interested in learning more, you can message me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest at Mac Belcastro. And yeah, guys, I hope this episode was helpful. I know that there was a lot that I went through and um, I really just... I really hope it serves you in some which way. Lots of stories shared in this episode. So I just wanted to open my heart and share it with yours. And anyway, I will leave this one here. I'm wishing you a beautiful rest of your day, wheresoever you are, whensoever you are. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star Podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at MacBowCastro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.